This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. The digital age commodifies our attention often without us realizing it. How can we open our eyes to the resulting dangers and the damage that can happen to our souls? Keep listening to find out more about Jay Kim's Analog Christian, a follow-up to his previous book, Analog Church. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. To get in the word with truth's table. Presented by Inner Varsity Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Kings, chapter 4, beginning at verse 8, through 2 Kings, chapter 5. 2 Kings, chapter 4, beginning at verse 8. Elisha gives life to a boy. One day, Elisha traveled to Shunem, where a prominent woman lived. She insisted that he stop for a meal. So whenever he was passing through, he would stop in there for a meal. She said to her husband, Look, I'm sure that the man who regularly passes through here is a very special prophet. Let's make a small, private upper room and furnish it with a bed, table, chair, and lamp. When he visits us, he can stay there. One day, Elisha came for a visit. He went into the upper room and rested. He told his servant Gehazi, Ask the Shunammite woman to come here. So he did so, and she came to him. Elisha said to Gehazi, Tell her, Look, you have treated us with such great respect. What can I do for you? Can I put in a good word for you with the king or the commander of the army? She replied, I'm quite secure. So he asked Gehazi, What can I do for her? Gehazi replied, She has no son, and her husband is old. Elisha told him, Ask her to come here. So he did so, and she came and stood in the doorway. He said, About this time next year, you will be holding a son. She said, No, my master. O prophet, do not lie to your servant. The woman did conceive, and at the specified time the next year, she gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had told her. The boy grew, and one day he went out to see his father, who was with the harvest workers. He said to his father, My head! My head, his father told a servant, carry him to his mother. So he picked him up and took him to his mother. He sat on her lap until noon and then died. She went up and laid him down on the prophet's bed. She shut the door behind her and left. She called to her husband, 
Send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys so I can go see the prophet quickly and then return. He said, why do you want to go see him today? It is not the new moon or the Sabbath. She said, everything's fine. She saddled the donkey and told her servant, lead on. Do not stop unless I say so. So she went to visit the prophet at Mount Carmel. When he saw her at a distance, he said to his servant Gehazi, look, it's the Shunammite woman. Now run to meet her and ask her, are you well? Are your husband and the boy well? She told Gehazi, everything's fine. But when she reached the prophet on the mountain, she grabbed hold of his feet. Gehazi came near to push her away, but the prophet said, leave her alone, for she is very upset. The Lord has kept the matter hidden from me. He didn't tell me about it. She said, did I ask my master for a son? Didn't I say, don't mislead me? Elisha told Gehazi, tuck your robes into your belt, take my staff and go. Don't stop to exchange greetings with anyone. Place my staff on the child's face. The mother of the child said, as certainly as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So Elisha got up and followed her back. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them. He placed the staff on the child's face, but there was no sound or response. When he came back to Elisha, he told him the child did not wake up. When Elisha arrived at the house, there was a child lying dead on his bed. He went in by himself and closed the door. Then he prayed to the Lord. He got up on the bed and spread his body out over the boy. He put his mouth on the boy's mouth, his eyes over the boy's eyes, the palms of his hands against the boy's palms. As he bent down across him, the boy's skin grew warm. Elisha went back and walked around in the house. Then he got up on the bed again and bent down over him. The child sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha called to Gehazi and said, get the Shunammite woman. So he did so, and she came to him. He said to her, take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed down. Then she picked up her son and left. Elisha makes a meal edible. Now Elisha went back to Gilgal while there was still a famine in the land. Some of the prophets were visiting him, and he told his servant, put the big pot on the fire and boil some stew for the prophets. Someone went out to the field to gather some herbs and found a wild vine. He picked some of its fruit, enough to fill up the fold of his robe. He came back, cut it up, and threw the slices into the stew pot, not knowing they were harmful. The stew was poured out for the men to eat. When they ate some of the stew, they cried out, Death is in the pot, O prophet! They could not eat it. He said, Get some flour. Then he threw it into the pot and said, Now pour some out for the men so they may eat it. There was no longer anything harmful in the pot. Elisha miraculously feeds a hundred people. Now a man from Baal Shalisha brought some food for the prophet, 20 loaves of bread made from the first fruits of the barley harvest, as well as fresh ears of grain. Elisha said, set it before the people so they may eat. But his attendant said, how can I feed a hundred men with this? He replied, set it before the people so they may eat, for this is what the Lord has said. They will eat and have some left over. So he set it before them, they ate and had some left over just as in the Lord's message. 2 Kings chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. Elisha heals a Syrian general. Now Naaman, the commander of the king of Syria's army, was esteemed and respected by his master, for through him the Lord had given Syria military victories. But this great warrior had a skin disease. Raiding parties went out from Syria and took captive from the land of Israel a young girl who became a servant to Naaman's wife. She told her mistress, if only my master were in the presence of the prophet who was in Samaria, then he would cure him of his skin disease. Naaman went and told his master what the girl from the land of Israel had said. The king of Syria said, go, I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman went, taking with him ten talents of silver 
6,000 shekels of gold and 10 suits of clothes. He brought the letter to the king of Israel. It read, This is a letter of introduction for my servant Naaman, whom I have sent to be cured of his skin disease. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God? Can I kill or restore life? Why does he ask me to cure a man of his skin disease? Certainly you must see that he is looking for an excuse to fight me. When Elisha the prophet heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent this message to the king. Why did you tear your clothes? Send him to me so he may know there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood in the doorway of Elisha's house. Elisha sent out a messenger who told him, Go and wash seven times in the Jordan. Your skin will be restored and you will be healed. Naaman went away angry. He said, Look, I thought for sure he would come out, stand there, invoke the name of the Lord as God, wave his hand over the area, and cure the skin disease. The rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and Farpar are better than any of the waters of Israel. Could I not wash in them and be healed? So he turned around and went away angry. His servants approached and said to him, O master, if the prophet had told you to do some difficult task, you would have been willing to do it. It seems you should be happy that he simply said, wash and you will be healed. So he went down and dipped in the Jordan seven times as the prophet had instructed. His skin became as smooth as a young child's and he was healed. He and his entire entourage returned to the prophet. Naaman came and stood before him. He said, for sure, I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now please accept a gift from your servant. But Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will take nothing from you. Naaman insisted that he take it, but he refused. Naaman said, if not, then please give your servant a load of dirt, enough for a pair of mules to carry. For your servant will never again offer a burnt offering or sacrifice to a God other than the Lord. May the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master enters the temple of Ramon to worship, and he leans on my arm, and I bow down in the temple of Ramon, may the Lord forgive your servant for this. Elisha said to him, Go in peace. When he had gone a short distance, Gehazi, the prophet Elijah's servant, thought, Look, my master did not accept what the Syrian Naaman offered him. As certainly as the Lord lives, I will run after him and accept something from him. So Gehazi ran after Naaman. When Naaman saw someone running after him, he got down from his chariot to meet him and asked, Is everything all right? He answered, Everything is fine. My master sent me with this message. Look, two servants of the prophets just arrived from the Ephraimite hill country. Please give them a talent of silver and two suits of clothing. Naaman said, Please accept two talents of silver. He insisted and tied up two talents of silver in two bags along with two suits of clothes. He gave them to two of his servants and they carried them for Gehazi. When he arrived at the hill, he took them from the servants and put them in the house. Then he sent the men on their way. When he came and stood before his master, Elisha asked him, Where have you been, Gehazi? He answered, Your servant hasn't been anywhere. Elisha replied, I was there in spirit when a man turned and got down from his chariot to meet you. This is not the proper time to accept silver or to accept clothes, olive groves, vineyards, sheep, cattle, and male and female servants. Therefore, Naaman's skin disease will afflict you and your descendants forever. When Gehazi went out from his presence, his skin was as white as snow. Psalm chapter 41 For the music director, a psalm of David. How blessed is the one who treats the poor properly. When trouble comes, may the Lord deliver him. May the Lord protect him and save his life. May he be blessed in the land. Do not turn him over to his enemies. The Lord supports him on his sickbed. 
you have healed him from his illness. As for me, I said, O Lord, have mercy on me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies ask this cruel question about me. When will he finally die and be forgotten? When someone comes to visit, he pretends to be friendly. He thinks of ways to defame me. And when he leaves, he slanders me. All who hate me whisper insults about me to one another. They plan ways to harm me. They say, an awful disease overwhelms him. And now that he is bedridden, he will never recover. Even my close friend whom I trusted, he who shared meals with me, has turned against me. As for you, O Lord, have mercy on me and raise me up so I can pay them back. By this I know that you are pleased with me, for my enemy does not triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me because of my integrity. You allow me permanent access to your presence. The Lord God of Israel deserves praise in the future and forevermore. We agree. We agree. New Testament reading, John chapter 13, verses 18 through 30. The announcement of Jesus' betrayal. What I am saying does not refer to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the scripture. The one who eats my bread has turned against me. I am telling you this now before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe that I am he. I tell you the solemn truth. Whoever accepts the one I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. When he had said these things, Jesus was greatly distressed in spirit and testified, I tell you the solemn truth, one of you will betray me. The disciples began to look at one another, worried and perplexed, to know which of them he was talking about. One of his disciples, the one Jesus loved, was at the table, to the right of Jesus, in a place of honor. So Simon Peter gestured to the disciples to ask Jesus who it was he was referring to. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved leaned back against Jesus' chest and asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus replied, it is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread after I have dipped it in the dish. Then he dipped the piece of bread in the dish and gave it to Judas Iscariot, Simon's son. And after Judas took the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, what you are about to do, do quickly. Now, none of those present at the table understood why Jesus said this to Judas. Some thought that because Judas had the money box, Jesus was telling him to buy whatever they needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. Judas took the piece of bread and went out immediately. Now it was night. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 17 through 34, the Lord's Supper. Now in giving the following instruction, I do not praise you because you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear there are divisions among you. And in part, I believe it. For there must in fact be divisions among you so that those of you who are approved may be evident. Now, when you come together at the same place, you are not really eating the Lord's Supper. For when it is time to eat, everyone proceeds with his own supper. One is hungry and another becomes drunk. Do you not have houses so that you can eat and drink? Or are you trying to show contempt for the church of God by shaming those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I praise you? I will not praise you for this. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this every time you drink it in remembrance of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. For this reason, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. 
a person should examine himself first, and in this way, let him eat the bread and drink of the cup. For the one who eats and drinks without careful regard for the body eats and drinks judgment against himself. That is why many of you are weak and sick, and quite a few are dead. But if we examine ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we may not be condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you assemble, it does not lead to judgment. I will give directions about other matters when I come. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God in heaven who hears our prayers, I thank you, O God, that you are a God of hearing and a God of seeing. Thank you for your word unto us, O God. There was so much there in both the Old and the New Testament, O God. Thank you for just the the miracles that Elisha performed, O God, from feeding, O God, the hundred, to giving a prophetic word, O God, to the woman who gave him shelter, the woman and husband, husband and wife, O God, who gave shelter to him, O God, when, when Elisha was in town and always cared for them and showed great hospitality to them and great, great care for um, the Lord's servant, O God, and just the ways, O God, that you have showed up, O God, and even the consequences when we don't trust you. Uh, and just the, the gracious healing, O God, of Naaman, so much in there. I think that first and foremost, those miracles, O God, are they um, point forward to Jesus Christ our prophet, priest, and king, oh God, thank you uh, for the foreshadowing of the inauguration of Jesus's kingdom, oh God, which was shown forth with great signs and miracles, oh God, upon his arrival, um, his advent, oh God, and the work that he did while still here on earth, oh Lord. And I just thank you, oh God, that there are many ways, oh God, that we can relate uh, to many of the people, oh God, in these passages, oh God, from the woman who said to, to Elisha, oh, please, when, when he gave the prophecy that she would indeed hold a son at a specified time the following year after he had given that word. And thank you, oh God. And we can, we can relate to that. Many of us who have been waiting and praying, longstanding prayers, oh God, even prayers, oh God, that, that we feel have been collecting dust, oh God. And, and somebody reignites that place that, that maybe we've probably shelved and just maybe given up on and or don't even have the the hope the faith and the courage that it takes to continually bring those prayer requests to you and before you and somebody delivers in this case uh, Elisha and came and delivered a prophetic word to her and she said oh oh oh, oh please like please don't, like don't even go there right cuz i i can't even i can't even uh, uh, um, risk hoping yet again for this prayer of a son for this prayer for a child, God. And I thank you. Thank you, oh God, that you delivered through the prophet Elisha, that you delivered on that promise for her, oh God. And then the, 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 her worst nightmare came to pass, oh God, when her, her son died. And then Elisha came and revived him. God, I thank you. Thank you for the ways, oh God, that you show up miraculously. Thank you, oh God, even for the community of people around us that thank you that there are people that can get a word, that can tell somebody our need, that even when we can't articulate it and when we don't want to articulate it to somebody who got a, a direct line to you, oh God, that 
that there's somebody else, Gehazi in this case, was able to tell Elisha, this is what she stands in need of. Oh God, I pray that we would have people in our communities and in our lives, oh God, that would know what, what we stand in need of for prayer, even when we don't have the courage, we don't have the faith, we don't have the hope to pray about it anymore. Oh God, I just pray. I pray for a community of people that would uphold us and that would uplift us and would bring us to your throne, oh God, and bring those requests to your throne on our behalf, oh God. And I pray, Lord, that you would keep us from the temptation, oh God, to do things on our own, to sneak out and try to get our own gifts, our own blessings, our own earnings by force, oh Lord God, in the ways that Gehazi did that and tried to conceal that from Elisha, oh God. You are the God of seeing. You are the God of hearing, oh Lord. Would you help us, oh Lord, to trust in you, trust in you for our reward, trust in you for our provision. Would you help us, oh God, not to try to take things by hook and by crook, oh Lord God, knowing that there's a time and a place for everything and everything under the sun. Would you help us to entrust ourselves to you? Help us to know that you are the lifter of our head, that you are our shield and very great reward. Would you help us to know that in our innermost being and live, oh Lord God, not with a, a, a scarcity mentality, but um, abundance, knowing, oh God, that everything belongs to you, oh Lord, and that our yes can come from whomever you choose. So would you help us to look to you and to believe you, oh Lord God, that in your timing and according to your will, every single thing that we need, and even some of what we want, will be granted to us according to your time and according to your will. Help us to trust in you, oh God. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. In Analog Christian, author J. Kim explores how followers of Jesus should respond to the digital age, which inclines us toward discontentment, fragility, and foolishness. He also discusses the theological basis for living in creative resistance to the forces of our day and how Christians can cultivate the contentment, resilience, and wisdom to not only survive, but to thrive in this age. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word, that's promo code T-H-E. W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.